Hello and welcome everyone to the gauntlet here on FightfulOverbook.com. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Rick Chino from Cage Side Seeds, from Cincy 360, from a bunch of other outlets that, that you know, that you love, from Believe Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I, I know I'm missing like 13 other outlets that you work for, right? Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. ESPN 1530, 700 WLW uh, locally here in Cincinnati. Cage Side Seats, SB Nation, Believe Podcast Network. That Those are the big ones we got to mention. There you go. You're wearing a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey, which I don't really appreciate on this show because you know, I, did, we, I did this for you though, like hockey, we, like go go sports, go hockey. True, but we we only represent the 2022 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche here ah, on this podcast. Okay. Not, you know, not I used to have I used to have an Avalanche jersey like way back in the day because I love I loved the logo. Uh, that old Avalanche logo. I also had an, uh, an old Mighty Ducks jersey because one, the movies, obviously, but two, that logo was such badass. But I think my brother stole that one, and I still, I still hold a grudge, hold a grudge over that one. Fair, very fair, guys. This is the gauntlet. If you don't know how it works, uh, Rick and I have curated a list of about 10, 10, 10 things that we are going to run through today. We are doing biggest surprise returns. And what this is, is it is returns. It is not debuts. So please do not yell at us in the comments about where is CM Punk on this list. <laughs> CM Punk was a, a debut for AEW. All right. It was not a return to the company. Where is Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? Those were essentially debuts. I understand they were Oz and the Diamond Stud and everything back in the day. But those were debuts when it came to WCW. They were not surprised returns return is a guy who was injured maybe a guy who did leave for a while but was coming back as essentially the same person not a completely new character not a debut in a company anything like that so don't yell yeah, at this, us isn't, this isn't ivan it. yankum turning into kane all right this <laughs> yes <isn't... laughs> exactly exactly like don't yell at us in the comments about where's this person and that person if you have legitimate people who it was a return return then okay Fine, I get that, but this is a return, not a debut. I'm going to throw two names at Rick to start with. He's going to pick which one he liked best. He thought had the biggest impact. Rick, basically, you're going to you're going to be judging this on the actual surprise of the return, the okay. impact, like the pop and everything, and then basically that that moment in time. I we're not too worried about like okay, well, what happened a month later, two months later, things like okay. that. We're looking right. at specifically that moment in time that happened. So maybe they returned, but then for some reason they got their ass kicked. And it's like, eh, how great was that return if they just got beat up right after? So, right. It's, yeah. It's there's that a lot of that. Of yeah. yeah. So that is how it's going to work. I'm going to throw two at Rick. He's going to pick one. I'm going to keep throwing them at Rick until I run out of the names here. Rick, here's what we're going to start with. Okay. One you specifically requested because you were there. I'm going to start off with a big one and we'll see if this one can actually run through the gauntlet. Cody Rhodes oh, at yeah. WrestleMania 38 as the surprise opponent for Seth Rollins against Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules 2016 when he came back from injury and then he attacked Roman Reigns who had just won the championship. Which return was better in your mind? Oh, man. Gosh, I, I hate to do it to Seth, but he's going to go 0-4 against Cody Rhodes here. Uh <laughs> 
I, I did like the Seth return, right? It, he came back from injury. He he attacked Roman Reigns after Roman had had retained the championship. But that was at that weird, like the whole part of that return was so bass backwards for, for Seth Rollins because he was the bad guy, supposed to be coming back to attack the good guy, the golden boy in Roman Reigns. But that was at that point in time where Roman is just getting booed out of the building, like massively rejected by everybody. And then they decided to just really lean into the fact that Seth was supposed to be the bad guy. Ultimately that did lead to money in the bank where we had all three shield members holding the WWE championship inside of like five minutes. So that was kind of like a really kind of cool thing, but man, you got to go with Cody Rhodes on this one just for everything that it, that it signified, right? This was the first big star from AEW to jump ship uh, up until this point it had been like a one-way street just a mass exodus from WWE releases or uh, contract expiring and all of them like heading over to, to AEW and to have Cody Rhodes an EVP one of the pillars one of the guys who started this company this company doesn't exist if Cody Rhodes doesn't isn't there to help bring it to fruition so for him to jump over and yeah, man, like being there at WrestleMania for the lights to go out, we all knew it was Cody, but it was still one of those spots where it's like, we're not going to believe it's Cody until we hear wrestling has more than one royal family. And the second it happened and they had the Cody Vader and he comes up and the crowd's going nuts and he's soaking in everything and he's losing his damn mind. And Seth Rollins, to his credit, really helped sell that moment as well with his reactions. You got to go with Cody coming back to WWE at that point. It's something that we did not expect would ever happen, and it actually happened. And somehow, that's not even like close to like the five biggest things that have happened in WWE in, in wrestling this year, period. I will touch on Cody's return a little bit later on because I got a feeling you're going to go, you're going to go long with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins, and like I don't blame you because, like you said, that was a huge, huge surprise when when, when Cody came back, like his return to WWE. Like that was a, a huge moment, I should say. The surprise, that's what I'll touch on a little bit later on. Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules. I don't know when people expected him back. I feel like this was early when it came to Extreme Rules. You were right in that he got the cheers, which we probably knew he was gonna get cheers, especially because he attacked Roman and Roman was in that period where just like fans are going to boo him no matter what. I like the return of Seth Rollins, one, because it did feel like an actual surprise. Like fans were, Roman won is like, ah, okay, here's Roman again. Seth comes back after not losing the title, they're being yeah. injured and everything. They did kind of bungle it in the aftermath outside of, like you said, the, the, the money in the bank where everybody held the title briefly. I will agree with you that, that Cody should win this. I think Rollins' return actually underrated though because people yeah. because people do look at the reaction and what they did in the aftermath and not just that specific moment and that specific moment was huge i i re-watched uh, you know uh, a lot of these that that we're going to talk about just kind of give myself a refresher here and yeah man that pop for him was insane yeah. insane which is kind of crazy considering when he left i mean he was he was it, that was the time where he was like beating John Cena thanks to John Stewart which was really kind of weird he beat Sting right and we all thought like 
that match ended Sting's career at that point. Thankfully, it didn't with everything that he's been doing. Such a weird time for him to kind of get hurt and go away. I think he was wrestling Kane uh, at a house show when he did get hurt and then, yeah, had to relinquish the championship and then came back and everybody's like, thank God Seth Rollins is here. Now we can get the belt off of Roman Reigns. Yeah, so but they, they, they loved him at that point. So Cody advances. Next up, Chris Jericho returning at the 2013 Royal Rumble. He was written off uh, in the summer of 2012. He was fired with Dolph Ziggler um, because his contract was terminated after a match with Dolph Ziggler, and he was he went off the tour with Fozzie for the rest of the year. So we get the Royal Rumble. Ziggler's number one. All right, bring out. I don't care who it is. Bring out number two. And it is Chris Jericho coming out as number two. One of his actual like surprise, surprise returns and not a build up through uh, a countdown or yeah. a save us message or anything like that. Yeah. So, again, this is one of those. Yeah, it, it was a good moment and, you know, kind of like a, a, a great spot and great storytelling that he comes out and he, he, you know, he's number one and Dolph Ziggler's number two. And he went out and he had one of his, you know, classic Chris Jericho Royal Rumble performances. And this one was nice. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say on it. I, I It ain't going to beat Cody Rhodes. It's not even going to sniff Cody Rhodes, like uh, to be completely honest with you. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was a good pop. Crowd was happy to see him put on a good performance. But this doesn't touch Cody Rhodes. No, Cody, Cody's going to advance on this one. That's fair, and I, I can't even disagree with you. It was a, a nice little moment for Chris Jericho to come back, and again, it was one of those things that wasn't. Jericho likes to do the little teasers and stuff when he come, does his return. This was just one, like, Chris Jericho's back. It continued the feud with Ziggler. At the end of the day, he had a good performance in the Rumble, didn't win it, just continued to, uh, his run with yeah. Ziggler for a little bit, and then that, that was kind of that but. Yeah, and, and again, I, I know you you said don't focus on this kind of stuff. You know, like what happened afterwards. Let's let this led up to him losing to Fandango at WrestleMania. So like that, that's still kind of like a, a sour taste in my mouth. Let let me on. And it is while we don't want to focus too much on the immediate aftermath or really the aftermath like days and stuff. We do want to focus on what happened that night. He didn't win the Rumble, right? Like if yeah. he comes back, he's number two, and he goes on, he wins the Rumble and stuff. Then it's a bigger moment. He didn't win yeah. the Rumble, and so the moment isn't as quite as big because of that. Um, yeah. Let's go with the next entrant. I was gonna, I was gonna have somebody who did win the Rumble on the return, but I'm gonna save that. Okay. Next entry: Steve Austin at Backlash 2000. And... He was taken out. He was run over at Survivor Series '99 by Rikishi, who did it for The Rock. He did it for the people, <laughs> and then Backlash 2000. The main event, Triple H against The Rock. The glass shatters. Here comes Steve Austin to whoop everybody's ass. Big surprise return from Austin. Is it enough to beat Cody in your mind? Oh, my God. This is like, this is everything we love about Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? The glass shatters. The the crowd goes nuts. He comes out there with a steel chair. He, he kicks Triple H in the gut. He smashes the chair over his back. And then he just lays out. Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson back when you could do actual like chair shots to the head, like just smoked those dudes and, you know, help the rock win the championship with everything. It was like triple H and Stephanie and Vince and they're, then you get Linda coming out there and they bring in Earl Hebner, who's been fired and Hebner comes in there and, and hits the three count after the rock hits the people's elbow to help him win. God, it's such a, it's such a great, 
moment in classic Steve Austin, as I said. Will I put it over Cody Rhodes? No. No. You're crazy, Rick. It's close. It's close. And man, it's it's so good. But I feel like that's not even like one of the top like three Stone Cold Steve Austin (laughs) moments, you know, like because he's had so many. Damn, man. It's close. It's close. I'm going to go hair's breath, Oaks. I'll stick with Cody Rhodes, though. Oh, I mean, you're right. And that's like, it's not a top Stone Cold like moment, like top three or pop, because like that man just had so some many of the top pops in all of wrestling history. But oh, man, I remember watching that. And there was like very little to no talk of Austin because he got taken out of Survivor Series. And yeah. like Rock and Triple H and even Foley were, were, they took his place. Like they stepped right in, especially yeah. Rock. In the corporation stuff, like Rock took his place. It's like, oh yeah, Austin's like out. Like that kind of sucks, but things just kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. Yeah, Dude, that glass shattered, and he came out to help the Rock of all people after after their feuds, after their rivalry. Oh man, that was a top top moment for yeah, me. Yeah, like, as as far as like secrecy is concerned, yeah, definitely. And it and it helped that we're talking about two thousand. That's pre internet that's pre sean ross app right like so uh not anybody there to really kind of scoop that and really kind of a place to post it doesn't mean that secrets don't always get out i mean remember you had jericho signs you know at the the raw when he was showing up so stuff still got out but uh you know it wasn't as easy to leak stuff as it is today so the secrecy factor of it is for sure but man yeah and maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that i was i was there for cody i could feel the electricity and you know what happened afterwards like stone cold came back but that was still kind of the rocks moment to win the championship cody came back and then put on an absolute banger with all the pressure that was down on him for that moment to deliver there and he won the match so it was more about cody in that instance i'm gonna go with cody i still think you're wrong i i can (laughs) appreciate your reasoning i can appreciate your reasoning on that that when it comes to the moment still the rocks moment this is completely cody's moment i appreciate your reasoning you're completely wrong. Austin's <laughs> retirement was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. What happened there. All right. Next one is going to be, let's go with a Royal Rumble winner. Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble 2022. She came back as a surprise return. Surprise in the Rumble. She goes on and she wins the Rumble a few years after making her you know, initial debut at the Rumble. Yeah. this is cody this is cody's gonna skate past this one uh you know this is gonna be like sheamus bro kicking daniel bryan at wrestlemania like this is this is over quickly uh cody wins it was leaked out before that ronda was gonna be in it and the second that ronda showed up you knew she was winning the damn thing um and then i i think they made the you know in the immediate aftermath she goes What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 
96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's up and she challenges Charlotte Flair when it made all the sense in the world for her to challenge Becky Lynch. But Becky Lynch was a heel, and they wanted... I don't know. The whole thing just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me that they, they went in that direction. And, you know, the, the thing with Charlotte ended up going way too long, uh, in my opinion. And they're probably going to come back to it now that Charlotte's getting close to returning anyway. Um, they should have had Ronda come back as the badass heel from the get go that we're getting from her now. So they just made a lot of mistakes with her return. Cody's was so much better. I do remember when it was talked about that, oh, it's, it's Ronda that it seemed. They'd hinted around it for a little while, and then I think like the day of, it was kind of reported. Oh yeah, Ronda's gonna gonna be here and everything. I I agree, it lost some impact there, and I I mean it's kind of a, some personal preference stuff of Cody. Yeah, Rose I mean if they had just it, it, right, but I mean again, it just they were constantly swimming upstream with Ronda and with Becky when they brought both of them back. So I, I, that yeah. kind of hinders the moment there. Um, all right, let's go back in time again. Taz returning to ECW yeah, after yeah. after he had signed with WWE, he debuted at the Rumble 2000. He defeated Kurt Angle. He returns to ECW to beat Mike Awesome to win the ECW championship. Yeah, this is crazy, right? Like this is 2000s peak, you know peak monday night war attitude era stuff and like you had a wcw contracted wrestler going up against a wwf at the time contracted wrestler for the ecw championship at a house show uh like this is just why like none of this makes any sense taz wins the belt he drops it what like a week later to, to tommy dreamer so they cut yeah. so vince this is so weird because vince basically like loaned out taz for two weeks uh to paul Heyman because paul Heyman needed help mike awesome ends up going to wcw and like let's be honest he kind of floundered there uh a little bit so a weird weird moment kind of cool that vince would loan out taz in that situation you get that ecw legend that is taz returning Cody still wins, though. Oh, you are so blinded by this Cody and being there. You are so blinded. This was insane at the time. I remember watching. I was a big Taz fan. Big Taz yeah. fan from his time at ECW. Like, he absolutely ruled. He comes to WWF. I remember him debuting at the, the Rumble. That was another thing where it was like, we think it's Taz, but we're not sure. But then he comes out. He beats Angle. Like, that was a big moment. And then... ECW is on like TNN, and then I'm just like watching ECW on TNN one night. Like, hey, here's what happened at this house show. By the yeah. way, is maybe that takes it away a little bit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a live thing that you could like watch, but it was still a huge, huge thing of Taz being there, showing up, 
beating Mike Awesome, who, as you said, was contracted by WCW and winning the title because, like, wait, what? what is happening here? These are the three biggest promotions essentially working together. Yeah. I this know. Is huge. The only know. knock against but again, it, it was a house show. It was a matter of fact thing. Knock. Yeah, That's and it's like only knock against it. Here's Cody coming back, AEW rival coming back to WWE after betting on himself. And the fact that again, you look at the fact that Cody showed up as the American Nightmare. It wasn't some stardust WWE repackaged bullshit. It was Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. His logo plastered everywhere. Cody won. He bet on himself. Vince McMahon said, look, this is what we're buying. This is successful. You win. We're going to give you a buttload of cash because you were right. We didn't see any value in you. You went off. You made yourself a superstar. And now we're going to put you over one of our golden boys at WrestleMania. That There's so much significance there, which is why I'm hanging on uh, to Cody here. What, through, I think, five opponents now? Uh, he has. He's defeated five. Two of them, I think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Next challenger for Cody, Hangman Page, coming back on AEW Dynamite last year in the casino ladder match. John Moxley was at the top of the ladder, looked like he was about to win. Hangman's yeah. theme hits, which is a banger theme. Huge reaction for Hangman, and he he cost Moxley. He didn't really cost him. He just he pushed Moxley off. He got the title, or he got the chip for himself. Goes on, of course, defeats Kenny Omega. But Hangman was off television because his wife was pregnant. Over the baby, yeah. everyone kind of thought he was that was going to be the match at All Out. They had to delay it, but his return here, huge reaction for Hangman coming back in the casino ladder. Yeah, this this to me, man, is you know, it, it it's kind of like the beginning of the end of what was one of the greatest two year story arcs in professional wrestling history, right? Like Hangman Adam Page going from you know not having the confidence in himself, teaming with Kenny Omega all of the art that he did with the the dark order and the elite and you think he's going to get that title shot and then he he loses his opportunity and they pivot away to Christian against Kenny Omega and everybody's like what the hell are you doing this is clearly the direction you need to go with Hangman and with Kenny Omega and Hangman has to go because you know like you said he uh, paternity leave basically there and he comes back to this massive reaction Crowd loses their damn minds, and then it is the the start of the culmination of this this journey for Hangman Adam Page to finally beat Kenny Omega. You, knowing where Kenny Omega was at that point, man, I think uh, I think Cody's out of energy. I'll give it to Hangman on this one. Oh, uh, so you're course correcting now. I feel like you're course correcting a little bit and going with Hangman. I'm not knocking this Hangman return. By the way, it was great. It's one of the, the biggest pops in AEW, and people want to argue that it wasn't huge. They're idiots. But it, it's it's a huge pop. Yeah. I no, actually it think Cody it was, it, took this one. It was stunning. I think you're course like, correct. Just, go, just going with the, the, the pop and the, the surprise factor of it, too, kind of plays into it, I think, there a little bit. Because, again, we were all hoping it was Cody. We, we, we think it was Cody. Uh, but, man, just kind of – and I this is one of those ones that I did rewatch just to see – because I saw it on the list, and I'm like, you know, let me go back and rewatch that. And yeah, the the pop was absolutely insane for that. And again, it, a lot of it has to do with the the storytelling and everything that they set up. Two year story arcs don't happen in professional wrestling; they just don't. Um, so for me, the start of that, him getting the shot at Kenny Omega, and then them following through on it, yeah, I'm, I'll give I'll give the edge to to Hangman. Hope 
everybody hope hangman is okay by the way after yes. uh what happened in cincinnati on tuesday yes best best wishes to hangman because that that did not look great and it looks yeah. like it's yeah i say this uh, knowing this sounds extremely odd it's just a concussion which is not good but the, the way moxley was speaking afterwards was like oh man this could be something a lot worse so yeah he you could see it from the audience. He didn't. He he just landed on his head wrong. Um, yeah. You know. It, it was. Yeah. You knew something was up from going that one. I still think you're course correcting a little bit going with Hangman <laughs> over Cody. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Hangman. I, I like this return and everything. I I think Cody was actually the bigger surprise. When it does come to Cody, I'll say this now. Now that it's eliminated, it was a huge surprise return. It was it wasn't known known because you didn't know until you heard the music type of thing. Yeah. But there was enough hints and everything out there to where it's like, okay, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Cody. It couldn't have been anybody else. Like yeah. that's that was the thing. It's like if it's not Cody, who the hell is it? And you know, there there was nobody else out there. It had to be him, and it did ultimately turn out to be him. So Cody ends up defeating Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules 2016, Jericho at the Rumble 2013, Austin at Backlash 2000, where you were wrong, Rousey at the Rumble 2022, where you, you were right, uh, and Taz at ECW in 2000, where you were wrong. Uh, all right, Hangman, speaking of returns that you know, but you don't know until he's actually out there, Bray yeah. Wyatt at Extreme Rules 2022. We just saw it less than a month ago at this point. Bray Wyatt, less than a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bray Wyatt back in the fold. Does the White Rabbit QR code, all this stuff, all these hints and everything. They tried to throw you off the trail with Malachi and Gacy and Cross and all this stuff. Yeah. It was Bray Wyatt. It was a big WWE theatrical production. Wasn't enough to defeat Hangman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. If I didn't go with, if I didn't go with hangman there, Cody would have been knocked off here by Bray Wyatt. Um, this, this is a guy that I have always, and you know, take it with a grain of salt. Cause I've, I've always been a Bray Wyatt Homer. I'm a, you know, I got rambling rabbit, you know, mini fiend back here. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm always been the Br a Bray Wyatt guy. And when he was let go, uh, when was, was that 2020, 2021, whichever year it was that he was let go in the summer. Man, it got to me. It just crushed me because this is a dude who was so damn talented and like could just carry the company creatively. And they always ran him through the ringer and they just like killed him with booking every single time. And it was like, well, go out and recreate yourself, pal. And he would do it and he'd get something else over and just get the fans going. And then they'd murder that, too. Um, and when they let him go, even though he was one of the top merchandise sellers, man, it just crushed me and i was waiting and praying and hoping that this guy would show back up uh in some company at some point whether it was wwe aew i missed this guy so much on my television screen and when the white rabbit stuff started popping up man like it had to be it had to be this was tailor-made for bray wyatt i was hoping they weren't going to swerve us and give us some kind of joe gacy you know bray wyatt light type stuff with him in the dyad i was praying that anything other than bray wyatt was going to be a massive disappointment and then we get the actual debut at the end of the show. The lights go out. The fireflies come out. You get the whole world in his hands. The, the Firefly Funhouse characters are coming to life. They show us 
the decrepit old Firefly Funhouse with all the puppets and cobwebs everywhere. We get this new iteration. He comes out with the, the, the Brody Lee tribute light outside of the door there. He's holding the lantern. And you want to talk about pops. That Philadelphia crowd lost their ever-loving mind for when Bray Wyatt came back. And you get, you get the holy shit chance for a dude just standing there. Just standing there. Like, he wasn't didn't do anything he's just holding a lan- lantern standing there and you're still hoping like there's Steven's just like a, a fraction of doubt when he's finally standing there and then he takes the mask off and everybody loses their damn mind so much so that you couldn't even hear him say i'm here when he was a foot away from the camera it was so great it was perfectly executed it's amazing what happens if you actually just give the fans something that they want uh you know and it was it was so perfectly done and it made me so happy to see him back and I'm, i can't wait to see what he does moving forward yeah bray wyatt's gonna uh wins this one over hangman i can't i can't argue with that because it was so well done and this was the thing where all right maybe the surprise loses a little bit of edge because you you're pretty sure it's him but that is the, the good thing about these surprises. Like, even if you're pretty sure it's somebody, you're not 100% sure until they actually show up. Because I was like you. I was like, when he walked through the door and still had the mask on, I was like, we don't know until that mask is off. Like, I don't know who this is. Yes. I'm like, take the mask is. off. Take the yeah. mask off. Don't you do it. Don't go to fade to black. Take the damn mask off. Show us it's you. I want to see the body, right? All right? It's like a horror movie. They ain't dead unless I can see a body. <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- this moment was, was something was something spectacular. Like the the, the whole production of it was absolutely insane. Yeah. And credit to them for for pulling it off in, in the way that they did. The reaction was massive, massive when the lights went down to start with, and then it just kept growing and growing. Even like when they showed like the like the the puppets got a little bit of reaction when they showed the fiend character because I think people yeah. thought that was him. Like right. that got a big reaction, and then it just yeah. kept growing, growing from there. I can't argue with uh, the Bray's return being uh, being the uh, victor over Hangman Page here. All right. Next one, Bray will be challenged by Edge at Royal Rumble oh, 2020 gosh, as a surprise geez. entrance. He was back after retiring a decade ago due to injuries. And the really the last time we had a big reaction in front of a crowd because the pandemic hit not yeah. too long after this. God, what are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! So I remember this day very vivid because it was such a a, a just a shit day, right? Like yeah. that was the day that Kobe Bryant died. Yes, yep. that was the day that the helicopter or playing or whatever it was he was in and his daughter went down and you know we're trying to do me and my buddy who is a massive lakers fan and like kobe bryant is his idol we're trying to do this live radio show with the breaking news that cody is or that uh, kobe you know had, had passed and it's like it was just such a downer kind of a day you didn't really want to talk about anything you just kind of wanted to I had a coworker whose dad died that same day. Like it was just a lot of like negative energy, man. And then I'm just going through the rumble, like watching the motions. Like it was just no energy. I had nothing. And then when I heard, you think, you know, me and you heard the crowd go nuts and you hear Michael Cole screaming, you know, what? No way. Whatever it was that he was screaming out there. I 
jumped off of my fucking chair. I I jumped out of my chair. I'm doing the dad quiet scream because I don't want to wake my kids up. Right. I am like punching the air. I look like, you know, Anchorman when he's in the phone booth. Like I just couldn't control myself. All right. It was edges was always one of my guys growing up. Like I started watching in 97, 98. I grew up as Edge's career blossomed. He was always my guy. I, I I remember, you know, just sitting there in shock when he had to retire in 2011 and the fact that he was never going to come back. This is the culmination of a 10-year journey to get back to professional wrestling. I was stoked when he speared, uh, was it Elias? Uh, he speared Elias at SummerSlam, and I'm like, oh, damn, they actually, they, he did something physical. That's yeah. the greatest thing ever. And then he comes out at the Royal Rumble, and like the only thing that sucked about that moment was they missed his first damn spear <laughs> because they had to cut to one more crowd reaction. But you see Edge come through. He's losing his damn mind. He comes through the smoke, and in that one moment, he stops being Edge, and you can see Adam Copeland just standing there with tears in his eyes like, I can't believe I'm fucking here right now. And it still gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And this is such a hard choice because I loved everything about Bray Wyatt's return. But I think just in the fact that Edge literally pulled off a medical miracle in being cleared to come back, I have to go with Edge in 2020 at the Royal Rumble. That's fit. I, I'm, I always say it, Christian was better than Edge. I prefer <laughs> Uh, Edge's return was very another one that was like very strongly hinted at, but no one could get like any type of like real confirmation that it that it was going to happen. Um, I, I think there were people who were like, "Oh, it's happening," just based on like rumor and innuendo and not actual confirmation, so they could look smart. That was a shitty day because, as you said, Kobe Kobe had passed away, and it, that just like it wrecked. Anybody who's like a sports fan, it basically, it yeah. if you weren't a sports fan, just the human tragedy of it all uh, and how it happened was was a, was huge. So, yeah, it was a, just a completely down day. I'm with you. Like, I was just watching that rumble. I was like, eh, just sure. When does it end? And Edge came back. Huge moment. I would go with Bray just because Edge didn't win that rumble. That takes a it's little true. bit off of it for me. Um, I was always just it was great to see Edge back. I'm not the biggest Edge fan in the world. And I think uh, that's I, where... Really? I think you've only yeah. called him a little bitch like a hundred million times since <laughs> he's come back. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know you weren't the biggest Edge guy in the world. I'm not the biggest Edge fan in the world. He's fine, but like... <laughs> eh, just... I love Christian as well. Christian's always been one of my dudes as well. So, yeah, but I don't know, man. Ed, that was Edge's so return funny. has defeated. Now, after Cody was running through everybody, we've had just uh, consecutive people that, that cannot pick up a victory here. So Edge at Rumble 2020 against Brock Lesnar, the Raw after Mania 28. John Cena is in the ring. He He's just coming off the loss to The Rock, and he's trying to rebuild his career. And then Brock comes out smiling, laughing, cackling, Gives John Cena an S5, kicks his stupid fucking hat. <laughs> Does Brock Lesnar have enough to defeat Edge? This was, I'm going to say no, just based off of the surprise factor. This is one of the ones that I watched. 
this was one where John Cena's getting booed out of the building, right? And he's he's down and he's like, Oh, my life can't get any worse. Well, sure the fuck it can, because here comes Brock Lesnar and he's about to wreck your shit, right? Uh he comes out there, but there were for the first time in I think what eight years, he came back to, to WWE at this point. Last time we had saw him was WrestleMania 20, so he comes back after WrestleMania 28. Uh, and you know, he went off, did his own thing, and that was great for him. Him coming back was a really, really big moment, man. But you look in the crowd, there were Brock's back and Lesnar signs like all over the place. Everybody and their brother knew that this was coming, yet he still got a massive reaction from that crowd. And he laid out John Cena, which set forth all the motions for for their uh, rivalry uh, moving forward there. So it was great. Do I think it has enough to beat Edge? I'm going to just say based off the fact that everybody knew that Lesnar was there that night and one of the worst kept secrets of all time. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the tip of the cap to Edge on this one. Is there another Lesnar? There's a lot of Lesnar returns. Uh, yeah, I think if people like to point that out on Wikipedia, where if you just like Control F return, you get like 20 results for it. Is there another <laughs> Lesnar return that is like, oh, this one was actually was bigger and a bigger surprise than than his actual return after years away from the company? He he showed back up at SummerSlam, right? Uh, at the, the end the of SummerSlam, SummerSlam was a big one. Yeah, yeah, because we all kind of thought like, oh, show's over, everything's great. Well, move on. This was a good show, and that was the same night that there was another return that we may or may not talk about as well. Uh, and this was this was WWE's big counterpunch to to AEW because didn't this happen like right when Punk came back? back to their debuted for aew so they bring in cm punk and then like this same weekend wwe is like well we got to swing with our biggest stick so here's effing brock lesnar let's go so yeah that was that was a big return and one that i don't think a lot of people were uh expecting maybe hoping for i think a lot of people were kind of hoping maybe uh i think the other one everybody was hoping the rock would show up but we we got brock lesnar which was you know just as unexpected so yeah that, that one was good I think SummerSlam 2021 would be the other contender for, for Brock. I mean, he literally just had a return like a couple weeks ago on Raw. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> he does this return oh, bit all the time. Yeah. But as far as like but as far as like Brock Lesnar and the, the terms of his career, him coming back that first time after initially leaving WWE, I think for what it meant for him and what it means for the company, yeah, that that return meant the most for him, even though it may not be the best one from like a surprise or a pop standpoint. That one was massive because the way he left after WrestleMania 20, he thought like, "Oh, he just it never happened. Back. Yeah, yeah." And then he goes on. He has he finds success in the UFC and everything. Like built his name up more through through competing in the UFC, even like trying out for uh, the Vikings and everything. Like he made the practice squad, but like that just showed what he was like, willing to do and the just kind of freaking nature athlete that he was. And yeah, it may not have been the best kept secret in the world that he was coming back, but. Still got a massive reaction. I'll never forget when he kicked John Cena's hat. That's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> it's such a silly little moment where he just kicks his hat, but it's one of my favorite moments. Just it's like, one of those quirks that it's one of those quirks that we love about Brock Lesnar that we yeah. get to see more often now. Yes. We just get to see his personality instead of you know, hey, I'm gonna stand here, I'm gonna I'm gonna flex my traps and let you know, let let Paulie uh, do a little talking here. You know, like we get to see more of the quirks and the character of Brock. Uh, and his personality, which is what I love more about him now than those earlier days when he came back. Right, we have five returns remaining, right? Mm. 
a lot of good, a lot of good surprise returns. We will yeah. go back to SummerSlam 2021. Becky Lynch, you mentioned it, the other return that happened yeah. that night. Uh, so Bianca thought she was facing Carmella or thought she was facing Sasha. Sasha, and, yeah. And, yeah. Stuff happened. Carmella came out and it's like, oh, great. We're going to get this match again. And then Becky comes out and she immediately turns on Bianca, essentially, and the fans beats her in seconds. Becky is back after stepping away for over a year to become a mother. How big was it? You were there. This is one you, I, you wanted because you were there. It is the live bias going to get you like it did with Cody? So, th- like, okay, so here's the thing, right? Edge has uh, got an uphill battle here because I am the biggest Becky Lynch homer on the planet, uh, with the exception of maybe Stephanie Hypes, right? Like, I'm, I'm up there. I'm, like, top three Becky Lynch homer on the planet here. Um, you have the Funko. It is right, and people can see it. I'm, I'm yeah, there's the Funko. I got, I got the greatest wrestling poster of all time behind me, Becky Lynch, with the two belts and the Money in the Bank briefcase right here. Right, yeah, you can, you can make it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you know the man hat, and you know I got, I got all sorts of shit. Uh, half my office here is Becky Lynch crap, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I wanted so badly to be there for her return. I was at like. There were the rumors she was going to be there at WrestleMania 37. I was there for that. She didn't show up. I'm hoping, you know, she, she'll be there at SummerSlam. This, uh, there was a, a rumor that she might show up at a Raw that I was at. She didn't show up there. I'm like, damn it. I keep swinging and missing on these opportunities. You're stalking Car- Becky Lynch to be part of her return. <laughs> kind of. That's, that's, that's an <laughs> off-putting way of saying it. Um, I, I was just trying to will it to happen. I wanted to be there for it because uh, when she walked away, like, when she had that beautiful moment with Asuka, there is that very real possibility of she might not come back. And if she doesn't come back, if she does come back, it may not be for, for years. You just never know when, you know, you're trust me. I have kids. You have kids. We know how life altering that is. So I'm sitting here going, this is one of my, this is my favorite wrestler of all time. Somebody who has inspired me a lot and I wouldn't be doing what I am today without her. And now she may not be back. That sucked. And when the rumor started turning that she was going to come back, I really wanted to be there for it. And when her music hit, I'm, I lost my ever-loving mind. And so did the rest of Las Vegas. The acoustics in AT&T, or no, not AT, uh, Allegiant Stadium. And Allegiant Stadium are fantastic. That is such a home field advantage for the Raiders. The, the, the press box was shaking when her music hit. It was so loud inside that stadium. It was great. The fans really... They had been chanting, we want Becky for weeks, damn near months, just on the rumors that that she was coming back. And when she was there, it was so special and magical. And then WWE said, everybody's so happy for her to be here. Ah, fuck it. Let's turn her heel. That'll work out great. We'll have her throat punch Bianca, give her a manhandle slam, and just kill all of Bianca's momentum in one fell swoop and have Becky win in 26 seconds. I didn't even realize the match was like, I didn't even realize what happened. Like, I'm still like in the moment, analyzing everything, trying to collect myself. Like, all right, let's go. Here's a mat. Oh, fuck. It's over. Uh, <laughs> before I knew what was going on, Becky Lynch had the, the title in her hands and the crowd was, sh- was shocked and shook. And man, that booking just kind of sucked everything out of the moment there. And it's like, what did we just witness now in the long term? They did Bianca right. And now all of a sudden she's like in that upper echelon of, Hey, I'm right up there with the four horsewomen as far as big time wins and, you know, 
invincible booking and she's absolutely a star and I'm glad that they did right by her and stuck with her in the long run. But I don't think without one second that that was the long-term plan without Becky Lynch pulling some strings behind saying, Hey, we got to get back to this uh, because she is a, a freaking star. And that booking decision pissed a lot of people off. And because of the booking that followed, I'm going to give the edge to edge and I'm going to have edge win. this. Wow. I was wondering if you would hold the, the, the booking of a big pop, big baby face pop, immediate heel turn. Yeah. And it, it should be held against them because that was a baffling, absolutely baffling decision at the time. And it did suck the air out of the crowd because she got a huge reaction to that yeah. music hit. And then immediately people were like, huh? The fuck just happened here? <laughs> Yeah, like like I said, man, I'm still like I'm talking to people in the, the the press box. I'm looking to my left, I'm looking to my right. I hear the bell ring, and I'm like, you know, we're trying to. I had one guy who was filming my reaction, and I'm sitting here and I'm like talking to him, and all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, the hell just happened? I missed the entire match because I was trying to collect myself. So, uh, just a quick shout out by the way to Carmella who sold her role, played her role to perfection. Uh, in that whole, she was the best part of that that entire booking decision because she played her role perfectly. She is somebody like a Baron Corbin. She is just we. If you got if you got to do somebody dirty, call up Carmella in the women's division, and she will handle that role with pride and class. And she absolutely uh, helped sell that whole moment there. Becky Lynch just throwing her away like a piece of garbage. Like I'll be right back, and just chucks Carmella out of the ring. Like the fuck out of here. Like nobody wants you. Here. Uh, she played her role to perfection that day. Edge at the Rumble 2020 survives. Next up, MJF at AEW All Out 2022. Off television after calling Tony Khan a fucking mark and begging Tony Khan <laughs> to fire him. He disappeared. He came back as the devil in the casino ladder match. So could Hathaway actually won that chip. And then at the end of the show, he revealed himself after a voicemail from Tony Khan played as CM Punk stood in the ring for quite possibly the last time ever in AEW. Yeah. MJF's return. This is another one of those biases because I was there. I was in Chicago uh, in the crowd. That was such a hot crowd, man. It was like CM Punk with all the hometown, you know, everything behind him. Moxley just getting just radiating heat uh, and just loving every second of it, just soaking it in and a great match and a great finish. I wasn't a fan. uh, And I don't think a lot of people were of Stokely Hathaway walking down there and winning the chip for, you know, the, the guy who, who was dressed like the dude who revealed all the magic secrets, right? The magicians, (laughs) the magician secrets. Um, We're like, Oh, you got to follow up on that tonight. You cannot sit here and wait for, for Wednesday to kind of follow up on that. And to their credit, they did it. I thought the voicemail was, was absolutely brilliant. Uh, That was played by Tony Khan. And, you know, you, you see him take off the mask. You see the curly hair. He's, He's turned around. You see the curly hair. All that motherfucker had to do was throw a scarf over his shoulders and the entire arena lit up somehow, some way, through the magic of the internet. And did he get on the plane? Did he charter a plane? Did he not charter a plane? Bullshit. MJF went from the most hated man in AEW to holy shit, it's MJF, massive baby face pop. And now we're seeing the the progression of that with these brilliant promos that he's been cut cutting the slow baby face turn for mjf what does baby face mjf look like we're starting to get the form of that 
Oh, it was so just well done. And it may be, you know, recency bias, but I might have to go with MJF on this one. I'm not going to argue with it. I know a lot of people were down on the way they did the MJF thing. I thought it was actually really well done. I could have lived with, without, um, yeah, Stokely coming down like that. Like that was, that was actually fine. It was more the follow-up of that where like nobody yeah. in that match was upset that this, these, this group just came in, just cost them this title opportunity. Like yeah. I liked all of that. And then of course, when he comes down there, people are like, Oh, that's MJF. That's MJF. He, that's who it is. I like that people thought he was going to be the surprise in the ladder match, or and he was, but not in that way that that he was. Because uh, I didn't think it was the right spot for him to be in, but the way they did it, it made it the right spot for him to be in. And then the end of the show, where he gets a babyface reaction, essentially confronting CM Punk in Chicago, like that's pretty massive to be able he got cheered. to do that. That's yeah. what makes it so sick. He gets cheered confronting CM Punk in Chicago. What kind of voodoo witch doctor bullshit was that? Just <laughs> pull that off. It was very, very well done. Very, very it, well done. It had been hinted at that, that MJF was coming back. People had kind of speculated for weeks that, like, okay, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it here. And then I yeah. thought the way they did it was, was honestly was brilliant. So I can't argue with MJF. I thought Ed should have lost a long time ago. I should have lost the block, honestly. But <laughs> I, I like the MJF. All right, we got three left, three bangers, okay. in my oh. opinion. Shane McMahon, Raw 2016, with the secret lockbox. <laughs> it was um, Vince McMahon Appreciation Night. Like, this to me was out of nowhere that yeah, Shane McMahon I mean, had returned Vin, to TV. I mean, I mean, Shane was such a – he had become an outcast of the McMahon – family like there was no hint of him no talking about him like after years of oh it's going to be shane and stephanie who take over the company one day when the old man finally decides to step down <laughs> decides to step down how how naive we were uh but you know <laughs> like um and he just he left the company he departed and he was just ghost town for seven years i think it was and then boom he shows up to this massive, massive reaction when I think they're giving Stephanie McMahon some kind of bullshit award or, or something like that. And then here comes Shane and he's hopping up and down, bouncing around and looks jacked his incredible shape, right? Like it was just uh, absolutely, absolutely nuts. Um, man, it's hard though. Cause I can't, I can't help but think about Shane McMahon's return. Because I did like it initially with everything that was set up with I'm here to control WWE because you're doing a shit job and oh well you want control well now you got to fight the Undertaker there was a lot of that that I did like but then we get to the point where we're a few years down the road and we're getting the best in the world horse shit and Shane has become like the most booked person and like the most like like outside of Roman Reigns like he's the draw of that it puts such a sour taste the best in the world and oh. God, it puts such a sour taste in my mouth when I think of Shane McMahon. I can't pick him here. I'm going to go with MJF. <laughs> Shane, look, the, the follow-up to Shane was complete nonsense. The actual surprise moment of Shane McMahon coming out was massive. Like, absolutely yeah, massive to me. Because no one like, knew that was coming. I think David like, kind of hinted, like, hey, maybe watch like the first five minutes of Raw tonight. I think there was like yeah, a little bit thrown out there. But there was nothing of like Shane McMahon 
is coming back. And he'd been off television. It was persona non grata for the longest time. Like, they didn't mention yeah. him or anything. And then here comes the money. Great, great theme, by the way. All-time banger theme. Like, that hits. I'm like, oh, man. That was massive to me. I think you're crazy. Two more. The Hardys at WrestleMania 33. Matt and Jeff are back. The New Day tease that it's going to be a... And then the familiar Hardy Boys theme hits to be part of the Raw Tag Team ladder match after just wrestling a ladder match at ROH. I know, right? That was against the Young Bucks, yeah? That's... that. Like... This might be the single best pop in the history of WWE, right? Like, they... The entire arena stadium whatever it was just went absolutely batshit insane the first time that the hardys have been back in wwe uh i feel like again this this magic number of seven eight years i feel like i've said that for like three or four different people now at this point uh kind of wondering if it, it's ever going to happen if they're ever going to come back they come back at, at wrestlemania 33 big stage they had the huge overcompensation ramp that was like 10 miles long Jeff is so hyped up and amped. He almost falls off the side of the fucking thing, right? Like, you had the, the mi- thousands of people doing the delete. You had Michael Cole teasing that possibly we could get broken Matt Hardy one day. Unfortunately, that didn't turn out to be what we all hoped it would be. Uh, but, man, the moment, the the just insanity of it. I know there were rumblings that they could be there, but... Maybe not with the fact that they had just worked another show uh, that same weekend. But those guys coming out and then winning the ladder match, I know that's a big criteria you like. If they come out there and they just compete and then they lose, which let's be honest, they weren't going to – the second they showed up, you knew they were winning those tag team titles because none of the other three teams in the ring were going to beat the Hardy Boys. They come out, they get the big return, they win the ladder match. I'm going to go with the Hardys at WrestleMania 33 here. All right. I'm not mad at them. Not mad at the Hardy. That was a huge moment. And, yeah, there were hints, but they tried to kayfabe everything. They're like, oh, we're leaving. We're on a plane. We're getting out of here. And then they showed up. And that, that reaction is huge. One of, one of the top reactions, especially in WWE, like, modern day, before they brought back everybody uh, every other week on television. I liked the New Day swerve as well. Like, New Day yes. showing up in their wrestling gear. Like, can you imagine being New Day saying, hey, go get in all your fucking gear, get ready to have a match, and then you're not going to have the match. But instead, we're going to pull in these other guys who haven't been here for seven years while you've been dominating the tag team division and we're going to give them your spot uh (laughs) kind of sucked to be the new day that night but uh still just to be there for that that was one i would have loved to have been there to see and just last last one riccino john cena at 08 royal rumble he was out with a torn peck he was supposed to be out up to six months back in three as a surprise entrant in the royal rumble is john cena can he enter last into the gauntlet and dethrone the Hardys at WrestleMania 33? Yeah, I think he can. I, I think he can, and I think he will, man. I think that's just – that is – when you think John Cena, like that's that's one of the first things that you think of, which is insane, right? It with the, the All the big moments and big pops, big title wins that John Cena has had, like the first thing you think of is John Cena showing up, Madison Square Garden in the Royal Rumble, his head down. He sticks his head up. He's got that smirk on his face, and then he runs down to the ring and starts whooping ass. Everything about that was so spectacular. And, yeah, they did the classic WWE move. He's going to be out for 12, 16, 27 months. Oh, my God, he's superhuman back in five months or whatever it was. All of that just worked out so well. Yeah, man. Uh, 
yeah, it'd be hard to 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 not pick John Cena at this spot. This is one of my all-time favorite moments in all of wrestling history. I think everyone knows big John Cena guy. Love, love the all-time goat, John Cena. He's supposed to be out. Triple H's reaction was tremendous as well when Cena comes out. But it's number 30. You don't know who number 30 is. The music hits. He's standing there. He had the pose and then the, the look up. And, the, and then he gets fired. Oh, man. Goosebumps, Goosebumps. just talking Goosebumps. about this. Yeah. Just talking about this. This is not only like a surprise return for me. This is all time. It's just moments in wrestling. This is yeah. all time for me. Because yeah, my wrestling fandom was, was waning at this point too. And then Cena, again, that's that's been my guy forever. Oh, this is this is just a classic. Yeah, man. It, it it would be very interesting. Like the way that you set a lot of this up, it would have been very interesting to have that go up against some of those other ones. But yeah, you're gonna come in and swoop that one down at the end for sure. Uh, you know, in the moment I'm picking these things and I'm going back and I'm, I'm looking and it's like, maybe I shouldn't have chosen hangman over Cody, but I think in the end here, like, you know, some of these were tough to choose, but I think if you're going to get me at the end here with the Hardys, which was great. And then John Cena, I agree with you though. We're talking about not just one of the best returns of all time, but one of the best moments in, in wrestling history, at least WWE history. Yeah, man, it's, it's gotta be super Cena taking this one can we count this as his 17th world title is that sure. is this uh big I enough think this is a world title victory <laughs> bigger than any you know, world title. this is actual win this is not an old man saying hey here's the title and to really yeah, run true. through some people here this is no this is a 33 year old this is a 34 year old man with a bad back saying here have this title so there you go <laughs> uh cody did have the longest streak he defeated five other surprise returns even though you, you bungled a couple of those in my mind but John Cena, in the end, wins the surprise return gauntlet. Let us know in the comments who you thought had the best surprise return of all time. Oh, just one of your favorites, whatever it might be. Maybe we missed some. I mean, we we did. There was big surprise returns at SummerSlam this past year that could have easily been on this list. Uh, there's been surprise returns all throughout the history of pro wrestling. Just don't yell at us about debuts. Rick, let us know where they can find you at. Yeah, uh, the easiest places uh, on Twitter, uh, right there, at Rick Uccino. Uh All my stuff uh, for Believe in Pro Wrestling can be found on our YouTube channel, uh, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, we'd love for you guys to hit that subscribe button. Myself and SP3 do uh, you know two shows a week, uh, exclusive interviews. I got one up that's going to be dropping this week with uh, Apollo ahead of Halloween Havoc. Uh, so make sure to check that out. You can also uh, read my stuff at cagesideseats.com. Uh, by the way, when we get to 500 subscribers on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel, somebody's going to win $100 on us to either AEW or WWE shop. So make sure to check all that out. Details can be found uh, on my pinned tweet. So I uh, appreciate, uh, Jeremy, the uh, opportunity to come on here and talk a little wrestling with you. This is fun. I, I I feel like you've asked me to do like 10 shows, and I've been like, dude, I'm working, bro. I'm working. I can't do it at that time. And finally, we were able to hook up and do something. You're, you're a busy man, Rick Gino. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, follow Rick for all of his wrestling, or all of his coverage in wrestling, or all of his wrestling coverage. I'm sorry you got to work with SB3 so often. I only have <laughs> one show a week with him, and I'm already annoyed by him. I love SB3. Um, but yes, thank, thank you for doing this, Rick. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Leave us a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to Fightful Overbook. We'll catch you next time here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.